0: My name is Valerie, and my birthday was October 1st.
1: Hi, Valerie. I'm Randall, and my birthday was also October 1st. Thanks for being my birthday buddy. All right, bud. (laughs) Valerie and I are, of course, birthday buddies. Uh, Today's uh, topic event, it's an event, on October 1st in 1982, Epcot opened in Walt Disney World in Florida. Uh, Valerie, do you have any, um, have you ever been to Epcot Center?
0: I have not been, but based on my research for this topic, I think it would be really boring. You
1: think it would be super boring? Super
0: boring. And when I was a kid, I really loved the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago. And this is sort of kind of like that, but it's, who <laughs> seems so boring.
1: Well, I'll, I'll say that I have actually been to Epcot Center. Did you like it? And uh, I had a ton of fun. But my my I have two strong memories about it. Number one, inside of the Scandinavian world exhibit, there was a all you could eat Scandinavian food buffet and that was awesome.
0: What kind of food is that? Like
1: a smorgasbord with sausages and fried fried meat stuffs. Pickled fish? There might have been pickled fish. You know how I go you know how I roll. Um, and then there was a ride that was essentially the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, but themed with like Nordic gods.
0: Okay, that sounds kind of good.
1: And at one point, you went backwards, so it was like a log. F- if you've never been on, um, if you've never been on the Pirates of the Caribbean, you should probably just turn this podcast off because it's going to be ninety percent Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Thieved, no, that's not true. Um, the pirates, if you've never been on the Pirates of the Caribbean, it's essentially a log flume ride, Flume. flume, flume. Thank you. A log flume ride, which is you sit on a log or a boat and it goes in water, right? Right. Um, and in this case, uh, you go down a ramp backwards, which blew my mind. Other than that, uh, also as the park was opening and we were walking in, the pager for my work went off, and I oh, had to no. and I had to answer a customer call as I was walking into the park. That was the other memory I have.
0: With of, with your what five year old son?
1: Yes, I actually was taking single Max, parenting, taking Max with me there and trying to figure out what was going on and answer a call while he's. Trying to enjoy the experience. That sounds like a great time. So other than that, (laughs) I don't remember (laughs) a thing. (laughs) I do remember being like, there's an awful lot of drinking at this Disney park. Mm. There was like a Samuel Adams section, and uh, that's about it.
0: You know, I'm sure as a Disney enterprise, it's beautiful and well-designed and glorious It's just the premise of it just does not appeal
1: to me. Didn't hitch. No. Maybe one day you and I can go there on our birthday and figure out if it's for us. So uh, anyway, we have a couple of topics to talk about. So let's just get into it. All right. Valerie, inside of Epcot Center in uh, Florida, there are 31 places to eat. Inside, right? Yeah, and that like consists of restaurants, um, like takeout places, and then also there's there's actually thirteen places where you can get sit down table service for dinner. Okay, right. One of the places inside of Epcot Center is a revolving breakfast buffet restaurant. Oh, yeah, right. I know you're <laughs> immediately <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, that's it. Randall's love of um, breakfast buffets and revolving restaurants combined into one, right? Um, The name of that restaurant is the Garden Grill. It's located in Future World inside of Epcot. It's hosted by Chip and Dale, (laughs) right? But... The the part that I found most interesting and the thing that I wanted to talk to you today about yes. is that it, it's hosted by the Smuckers Company. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um I don't know if you know do you know anything about Smuckers?
0: I don't really.
1: No, you don't. What what do you know about Smuckers?
0: Well <laughs> I know with a name like Smuckers. Yeah, wait.
1: Oh don't 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 go there. Okay. Uh, do you know that they make jam? I do. And jelly. They make jelly, right. Um, They also own Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. They own uh, Jeff Peanut Butter.
0: Can I backtrack to Epcot? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you know where in Future World this is? Uh, Or or what attraction it's in?
1: It's in the Land of the Lands. Oh, man. Is yours about Land of the Lands? That's awesome. And mine is
0: about food.
1: Oh, man. Talk about perfect. Okay, so anyway, Smuckers also owns, by the way, Smuckers. Don't mispronounce it because we're gonna get into it. Okay. Smuckers also owns uh, Pillsbury. Okay. Right. They own uh, Meow Mix, <laughs> <laughs> and they own uh, Milk Bone. They own they own a ton of companies that are semi-related to jams and jellies. So
0: do you happen to know if Smuckers is the umbrella company, or are they owned by Purina or something?
1: Smuckers is a privately owned company, and actually has been a privately owned company since it was founded in 1897. (laughs) Oh my
0: God, Randall, ours are so similar. By
1: Monroe Smucker. (laughs) Monroe Smucker was uh, an Ohio farmer and a tutor of penmanship. (laughs) He was also a uh, Mennonite, Mm -hmm. which is sort of weird because, uh, and I'll get into why this is weird. They generally eschew um, machines and machinery, Mm -hmm. but J.M. discovered that he could make uh, apple butter with the apple mills that he was running, and that was actually what he started selling. So he... Started selling apple butter. Apple the, butter's delicious. <laughs> apple butter from the back of his horse drawn cart. And as an aside, those apples were supposedly part of the Johnny appleseed, apple trees that were originally grown throughout America.
0: All right, I'll allow it.
1: Whether <laughs> whether that's true or not is not one hundred percent certain. I said it's a a family owned company. It's been owned and managed by uh, currently, they're on their fifth generation of Smucker relative right now. So the current uh, CEO is Mark T. Smucker. Wow. Yeah. So w- what would that be? Fifth generation going back. That's like great. That's like dad. That's two. It's like grandpa. That's three.
0: So it's like great, great.
1: Great, 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 great grandfather. So the great, great grandson of Jam is now the uh, CEO of the company.
0: Do they allow Lady Smuckers in on this action?
1: Um, there, w- I found so no information on that.
0: <laughs> Surprise!
1: <laughs> I mean, I really, I don't know. I don't know. But one thing that jumped out at me was the name Smucker, because I can't, I can't say it right. Like this is, this is in itself a task for me to say the word smucker correctly over and over again.
0: So I'm sorry, is it smucker or smuckers or smuckers is possessive?
1: Smuckers is possessive. Smucker is the last name. It originally was Schmucker, mm-hmm. which is how I'm trying to say it in my brain. The family, when they immigrated from Switzerland in the 1700s, were originally named Schmucker. And then later, before they became Smuckers, they were Smokers, Whoa. the Smoker family. But if you can, not be surprised by this. They were uncomfortable with the idea of tobacco smokers. Mm. So they
0: changed. You their said they name. were. You said they were Mennonites.
1: They changed their name from smoker to sure. smucker. So they went from schmucker to smoker to smucker, which is the modern the modern name. I think they that chose. They chose well. I already told you they're fifth generation. Uh, the company makes over seven billion dollars a year. It's not a tiny company. Also, did I mention it was based in, uh, still based in Ohio, where it was founded? I didn't know that. That's right. So, the very first thing that you said to me when I said what What do you know about Smucker's? What What was it? It was. Uh, with a name like Smucker's, with a name like Smucker's, it has to be good, right? Oh, that's so, wrong. So, with a name like Smucker's, it has to be good. That slogan. Has, was used or created in 1962. And it wasn't created in-house. It was created by an advertising copywriter uh, author by the name of Lois Wise.
0: Oh, it was basically Peggy from Mad Men. Yeah, okay. it's basically
1: Peggy from Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Like, I was trying to think of, like, is this person the basis of someone from Mad Men? Mm-hmm. And while I d- couldn't find any information to that effect, I'm going to believe it's true. Okay. So, <laughs> so basically, Peggy from Mad Men created the Smuckers slogan in 1962. And supposedly she, um, she went through all the rigmarole. She's the they call her the Cheryl Sandberg of her era, whatever that means. So like she was, uh,
0: I'm not sure if that's an insult or not. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure either. But she was she she made her her she made hay in a man's world, definitely in, this, in the 50s. <laughs> Did
0: you just copy that directly from an article? Of... No,
1: I just came up with that off the top of uh, my head. Okay, good job. So wait, uh,
0: wait before you go on. Yes. With a name like Smuckers. Yes. Now, when you say that, Smuckers is possessive. So shouldn't it be with a name like Smucker?
1: No, the Smucker's jelly is the jelly brand. Okay. So it's a possessive. There's also some other things that are distinctive about Smuckers. They have like a gingham pattern that's trademarked for Smuckers. Wow. They tried to trademark a crustless, 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 Crestless a crustless peanut butter and jelly sandwich that was frozen.
0: The young and the crustless. But they
1: lost. <laughs> but they lost that. <laughs> they lost that copyright. Anyway, with a name like Smucker's, it's definitely what you think of when you think of. But they have had many different slogans throughout the years. The Smucker's Corporation. And that brings me to the game that I've created. Oh, boy. That's right. So I made a game. The game is, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to read a slogan, and then I'm going to leave a blank, and then you're going to come up with what you think the best possible slogan ending would be. What do you, what do you think? <clears throat> do you have any questions?
0: Um, let's try one and see.
1: Okay, let's try the original one. So the original one that we just did is... With a name like Smucker's, it has to be...
0: Good.
1: That's right. Or Jam. Or Smokers. I don't know. (laughs) You might come up with whatever you want. Okay. All right. So you come up with what you think would be working there the best. And then I will tell you what the actual slogan is. And then we can decide between us whether their original slogan or the slogan that you've created was a better slogan. All right. Okay. So the next one. Are you ready? Yes. Smucker will make you
0: salivate
1: salivate (laughs) the actual slogan is smucker will make you pucker
0: oh so
1: who's better salivate or definitely pucker Pucker. yeah that makes sense all right ready yes if you find a blank you buy it
0: if you find a better jelly
1: that's exactly correct maybe i've heard that one before yeah, some of these you may have actually heard. So if you've heard them, uh, you can either do the one that you think you know, or you can do one you think is better. It's your choice. Okay. The, okay, number four. Smucker Company. The blank you can blank.
0: The jelly you can count on.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. The original slogan was Smucker Company. The brand you can trust.
0: Mm, Pretty close.
1: I like jelly you can count on better. (laughs) You can literally count on this This jelly. This is
0: load-bearing jelly.
1: (laughs) I use this jelly as a calculating device. Okay, ready? Here's another one. Okay. There ain't no blank like Smuckers. Taste. There ain't no taste like Smuckers. The actual uh, slogan Yes. There ain't no place like Smuckers. What? Yeah, I don't understand that one. I like yours better. I like taste better.
0: Were they going for some kind of country time lemonade kind of old timiness? Yeah,
1: probably. Probably like, something oh, like, no place like home. come home right. to, to Smuckers. Smuckers is home. Mm-hmm. All right, the next one. I'm not buying it. Go ahead. The only blank. <laughs> this one's funny. <laughs> the only blank that can make a piece of bread blank <laughs> The only blank that can make a piece of bread blank
0: I'm sorry I can't think of anything for this one
1: You're immediately jumping to something sexual
0: It's kind of hard not to
1: <laughs> With a name like fucker That's right It has to be creepy <laughs> No come on come up what's the first thing that comes to mind There's uh, no there's no wrong
0: answers So here. with uh, sorry repeat the question
1: The only blank that can make a piece of bread blank.
0: The only brand of jelly that can make a piece of bread sing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so close. Really? I can't. Yeah, it's and it's better. So the original one is the only brand of jams that can make a piece of bread lively.
0: Wow, that really doesn't yeah. roll off the tongue. I
1: know. This is probably this is probably like some uh, eight. 1910s thing or something that probably made more sense than...
0: alright that's fair
1: alright uh, there's only three more so okay okay. there's so many yeah I know <laughs> there were a lot of them Um if you're hungry Smuckers is the blank
0: the bomb that's
1: right if you're hungry Smuckers is the bomb no it's the actual original one is if you're hungry Smuckers is the way to go
0: oh well you Okay.
1: What what's your take I, on
0: I that? I need the I need it to know that it's three words.
1: Oh, okay. So if I had said if you're hungry, smuckers is the blank blank to blank. blank, blank. blank. <laughs> <laughs> you would have said bomb to bomb bomb. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, I, I like bomb better. Oh this one okay, now this one's more modern. This involves a product that you might not know of. Uh, which I mentioned earlier, but I'm just going to read it. So just do your best on this one. Smuckers may be yummy. Your tummy may be too. Blank is not far from you. Blank is not far from you. Also your tummy is yummy?
0: Cressless peanut butter and jelly sandwiches?
1: Very much so. It's really? actually but your grocer's freezer. Because they are frozen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's like a toaster pastry or something. Mm,
0: Yeah. I don't like like that one at all.
1: No, No, I like yours better. Thanks. Uh, Now this one's the best. This one's the best, and the last one. Are you ready? Okay. And it's a mouthful. So give me give me a second. Bread, jam, and jelly in your belly. Lick your spoon and cut your bread. Then you will be Smucker's blank blank. until you're dead (laughs) until you're dead (laughs) until you have died (laughs) the actual ending is well fed so bread jam and jelly in your belly lick your spoon in your bread lick your bread
0: lick your spoon cut your bread oh and
1: cut your bread then you will be smuckers well fed and dead wow yeah. And that's the end of the Smucker's slogan game and Smucker's sponsorship of Epcot Center's <laughs> <laughs> Garden Grill revolving breakfast the restaurant. Final conclusion. That's it. That's my connection. Oh, all right. All
0: right. Um so this whole time I've been dying to bust in with what mine is. Yes. Um
1: uh, before you begin, Valerie, I just want to say that I'm dying to know what you picked. <laughs> This week:
0: <laughs> Okay, you will either be very surprised or not at all surprised at how similar it is. Do you want to make a, a guess first?
1: Well, you gave me a little bit of a hint when so we're doing yours after we did mine. yeah so you gave me a bit of a hint that it, it it's related to the same area and is food related mm-hmm. as well. Is it another restaurant in the
0: No, it is not future world? No, it is not.
1: What was the name of the area in Future World
0: that uh, we were talking about? The land.
1: The land, yeah. It's like the garden-y area.
0: Yeah. Okay, so why don't I just start? Okay, so. All right. Epcot is divided into two main themed areas, Future World and the World Showcase. Right. You were already talking about Future World. Right. Um, it's an area of pavilions focusing on technology and science. Uh, frankly, it sounds
1: Uh, it's where the big famous globe yes right
0: yes what are they uh spaceship earth spaceship called um yes so anyway mine also deals with the area called the land the land is a self-contained attraction inside future world that's dedicated to human interaction with the earth right craft foods Sponsored it from 1982 to
1: 1992. Oh my gosh. My topic is craft. food. Oh foods. my gosh. Oh, that's...
0: I was worried that Smucker's was actually owned by Kraft Foods.
1: Oh my God. I can't believe it. We both picked two corporate sponsors of, <laughs> of some sort of... Well, okay, to be fair, what did they sponsor?
0: the entire the land area
1: they they sponsored the whole thing so it's not like just a restaurant
0: right anyway. so they're the umbrella sponsor of that whole pavilion
1: i can't believe how similar it's f- super similar uh, should we talk? Uh,
0: ca- can i talk about some of the ones that i didn't pick for sure for yeah epcot? Uh-huh. um okay so my first choice had was celebration florida right s- the town that disney built mm-hmm. um but honestly they're just it wasn't very interesting
1: is it connected to epcot
0: uh, it was built in conjunction with,
1: oh. um,
0: that's how it's connected. But frankly, it just sounds like a gated community with a annoying HOA.
1: It sounds like exactly what they're hoping for. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I didn't do that. Um, I didn't do Imagineering in general, which uh-huh. is a great topic. Yeah. Um, I didn't do world's fairs, which is sort of what Epcot was aiming to be. Yeah. Um, and I didn't do Captain EO, <laughs> which was also tempting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but actually as it turned out captain eo was not uh didn't start when epcot started right so it didn't really apply okay okay so anyway Kraft foods
1: all right let's hear a bit
0: all right born in canada in 1874 james l Kraft immigrated to the united states in
1: 1903
0: huh. uh initially he he was a of german descent and his name was spelled with two f's uh-huh. which quickly he dropped the, the other f because it sounded frankly too german yeah
1: <laughs> 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 wait when did he emigrate again uh
0: 1903 1903 okay. uh he was born in 1874 he started a wholesale door-to-door cheese business in chicago oh yeah
1: why we'd... can't there be door-to-door cheese now <laughs> Oh my god.
0: Well, as it happens, his first year in business was really dismal and it involved <laughs> <laughs> involved him losing three thousand dollars and a horse.
1: I can't I can't believe someone wa- <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe someone walking up to your door with like a handful of cheese would not
0: <laughs> sweaty palm tub cheese.
1: <laughs> and that clearly a dying horse. <laughs>
0: It's not uh, clear whether he lost the horse like on a bet or Well he probably had to or, sell it yeah. to keep going. The but horse didn't just die. It from... might have it might have died. It
1: died. From... <laughs> the horse died from
0: cheese disease. Cheese. <laughs> he kept feeding it <laughs> cheese.
1: All right. So door to door cheese is not a good okay. Yeah. The so takeaway from this immediately is do not didn't go well.
0: Is... Didn't go okay. well at first. Um, eventually though the business t- took off and he was joined by his four brothers to form the JL Craft and Brothers Company in 1909. Okay. By 1914, 31 varieties of craft cheeses were being sold around the US, so they had significantly upped their game.
1: 31 varieties of craft cheeses? Yeah,
0: around the US. Can you
1: do you know what any of those cheeses I are? I do not. Do you think they're like uh you know eat them and uh, yeah, they're, like, they're just like types of Minster cheese, and, right? And yeah. Minster. Uh, What's a more German cheese? Swiss? I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. that's good, Randall. Swiss cheese. <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, in 1915, the company, in a sort of groundbreaking moment, yeah. invented pasteurized processed cheese. Oh, yeah. Um, which I didn't realize happened that early.
1: I also didn't realize they invented it.
0: Well, yeah. Um, so that was 1915. It didn't need refrigeration. And because of that, about 6 million pounds of it were sold to the U- U.S. Army for rations for the war.
1: For that would be World War One, I. Yeah. So they are basically making a product that can be shipped over exactly. the ocean. It won't spoil. It won't spoil. <laughs> it's basically Velveeta, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: So they've made, they made a Velveeta-like cheese. That is so gross. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know you know I love Velveeta. Like it's one of my it's one of my things, but the idea of this thing just shipping across the ocean and eventually showing up in a foxhole or something you is know, pretty gross.
0: I looked up to see if I could figure out just how long it does last before spoiling. And yeah. nobody really has a definitive answer. So I'm guessing <laughs> that none of them
1: have spoiled yet. <laughs> I wonder if there's still World, Some War World War One, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> World War I <laughs> pasteurized cheese that you can... I'm going to look on the internet after we're done. Yeah. All right.
0: Um, let's see here.
1: Che- un- they invented pasteurization.
0: Yes. Well, for cheese. Yes. They invented this cheese product. Gotcha. So that went well. They sold a lot to the U.S. military. In 1924, the company changed its ma- name, one of many name changes, by the way that are mm-hmm. coming, um, to Kraft Cheese Company. Okay. And in 1928, it acquired the Phoenix Cheese Company, who makes Philadelphia brand cream cheese. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, at that point, they changed their name to the Kraft Phoenix Cheese Company. Mm-hmm. And at this point, uh, I need to bring in this other company. Uh, it's called the National Dairy Products Corporation. It was founded by Thomas H. McKinney in 1923. Uh-huh. Uh, McInnery had operated an ice cream company in Chicago called the Hydrox Corporation. No no relation to the cookies, but yes, same name. And in 1923, he went to Wall Street to convince investment bankers to finance an expansion uh, with an aim to consolidate the United States ice cream
1: industry. (laughs) (laughs) The important work of the the day. There's just too many businesses (laughs) making ice cream (laughs) these days. We absolutely need to get it under control. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Too many rampant free range ice creams.
0: I mean, I guess if you're pitching that to Wall Street, that's a that's a legit strategy. Yeah. You're but... like,
1: we'll corner the market on ice right. cream. Right, we'll and monopoly. We'll, we'll be able to raise prices and then yeah, make money exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, initially, though, Wall Street was not into it. With, <laughs> with one banker even saying that the dairy industry lacked dignity. That's good. He eventually convinced Goldman Sachs and uh, Lehman Brothers to finance the plan. Yeah. And as a result, the National Dairy Products Corporation was formed and listed on the New York Stock Exchange to great success. Uh, They acquired more than 55 ice cream and dairy companies in the eight years between 1923
1: and 1931. Do we do, like, when is the Black Friday? 1929. 1929.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... Right smack the beginning of the Depression. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, just in time to raise prices.
0: Going back to Kraft, by 1930, Kraft had 40% of the cheese market in the U.S. and was the third largest dairy company in the United States after National Dairy, who we just talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, guy, those and, guys. And Borden. 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 You've heard of Borden.
1: Yeah, they're still, are they still around? Yeah. You get to it.
0: I think so. Yeah. Um, so this is when National Dairy bought them. National Dairy ran the combined business, and it continued to be called National Dairy with the Kraft brand being a subsidiary for many years.
1: They were acquired by They were acquired. Okay.
0: Thomas McInery, National Dairy's founder, and James L. Kraft, Kraft's founder, both died in the early 50s, within a year of each other. Wow. The company grew during the post-war years, and their product lines began to diversify away from strictly dairy products to items such as candies, margarine, macaroni and cheese dinner, as we know.
1: Yep, uh, famous.
0: And, and of course, Cheese Whiz and Kraft Singles. That's right. Uh, in 1969, the entire company changed its name to Kraftco, And the they, rest we lived through.
1: So they abandoned the national dairy. Correct. And Cra- then went just Kraft right became, to Kraft.
0: Yeah, Kraft became the better known.
1: Huh. Kraft had like a good name. Yeah. Rolled off the tongue.
0: Yeah, they had a bunch of successful products and it, stuck with it.
1: Kind of German. <laughs> Only a little German. A little less German without an F. Kraft. Yeah. And
0: that's pretty much it. Um yeah. I have some I have some interesting facts about the Kraft Company and All their right. products. Let's hear them. Uh, the company developed uh, Miracle Whip in 1933 and mm-hmm. introduced it at the Century of Progress Chicago World's Fair.
1: I don't like Miracle Whip.
0: It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it's really gross.
1: I love whipped cream and I love the canned whipped cream it's really good in my mind but miracle whip oh, for wait, some reason oh wait are you thinking of cool whip oh yeah i love miracle whip oh so <laughs> gross. see i love i love cool whip but miracle oh, whip oh miracle Disgusting. whip is the mayonnaise. yes i love miracle whip that's where we diverge Blarg. you know what is iron- ironic about that i love it with craft singles
0: okay like
1: on a sandwich with craft singles
0: maybe it's intentionally designed that way yeah uh it was developed as a less expensive alternative to mayonnaise that's for sure um and it soon became a success as a condiment on fruits vegetables and salads <laughs>
1: well i know like uh we're we're going to get into this at some point but i i really enjoy a mayonnaise-y fruit salad like a a 50s style
0: yeah that's gross yeah
1: that's where i think you and i have our uh One of those food divergences
0: I wonder what that's about, though, because it's one of those things that I was raised with in the Midwest. You know, my dad, Irish, Polish family, white people in the Midwest love this stuff. Yeah. But uh, as soon as I got away from it, I never went back.
1: (laughs) To me, it was always very exotic because we never had it on the reg. Uh, It would always be like a, a holiday party. It would show up. Or it would be like for you know like yeah Christmas it's a very Fourth or of July or... yeah it's like oh a special occasion and you get this thing you don't ever get got and, it uh, so it was a little more exotic and a little and I I, I have a good job of carpe- compartmentalizing food and not thinking about its component <laughs> parts. <laughs>
0: it's funny though because I always liked the um, the Jello salads with yeah. Uh, you know, with cream cheese mixed in or yeah. whatever, however they did it, fruit, that's great. Yeah. But this whole, like, savory sweet thing. Not a thing. Yeah, Miracle Whip is basically just mayonnaise with corn syrup and some other stuff. Yeah, it's like, kind of sweet. wow Yeah.
1: But, what else do they make?
0: Um. Well, okay, going back to cheese and yep. <laughs> military cheese. Military
1: grade cheese, yes.
0: During World War II, the company sent four million pounds of cheese to Britain weekly.
1: I was about to say through the whole of the war. And then when you said weekly, I lost all idea of what, how much cheese that could be. Yeah.
0: And I'm unsure why this fact came up about Britain in particular, but maybe <laughs> it was the allied, uh, you know, yeah. headquarters.
1: they weren't selling it to Germany. That's for sure. <laughs> no. So uh, the, <laughs> so can you visualize what for the number 4 million? No. And 4 million pounds yeah. would be like, is there an object that, Probably weighs four million pounds.
0: Well, if you visualize four thousand pounds, that's two tons.
1: Yeah, okay. So what do you think like your car weighs? Oh couple weigh, couple tons. Couple a couple tons? A ton or two? So like I, I'm trying to do the math in my head. Are we talking like a cargo contain ship full? Uh, yeah. A cargo container full? That's
0: kind of what I'm picturing as a cargo ship full.
1: Yeah. Like a big ship full that's of, a lot of cheese. full of full of <laughs> processed cheese. <laughs> The SS craft. In, uh, in
0: 1989, a printing error in the packaging resulted in more than 100 people in the Chicago area believing they had won the grand prize in a craft singles promotion. Oh, wow. Yeah, the prize was a Dodge Caravan worth more than $17,000, oh and God. that's in 1989 money. <laughs> um, Kraft recalled the remaining packages and refused to honor the winning items, although they did offer $250 to each of the people who thought they'd won.
1: Oh my it, goodness. It turned
0: out that there were like 400 winning packages
1: out there. Wow. Yeah. What, were there lawsuits? Yes,
0: there oh. were multiple class action lawsuits filed, and um, the odds of winning of that should have been over $15 million to one.
1: And 400 people. <laughs> they should have to. I wonder if they're, what year was that one more time? 1989. 1989. There's no way any of those vans are still out there. <laughs> Dodge Caravan. Dodge Caravans. From 1989. <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: Well, here's your
1: $250. Uh, yeah, this is, they probably gave it to him as a coupon for cheese. Too. <laughs>
0: probably did. Yeah. You probably they're probably did. Like,
1: here's $250 worth of, which is uh, 4 million pounds of <laughs>
0: Well, if you can get caramels and marshmallows yep. and cheese and Miracle Whip.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm trying to think what else Kraft, Kraft yep. made. Yeah, more products? Oh, lots and lots of Kraft dinner.
1: Kraft dinner. Oh, mo- boxes, macaroni and yes. cheese. Yes. You could live high on the hog for a good year or two.
0: And those would keep a long time. So I would <laughs> actually take those as currency.
1: <laughs> I want my Dodge Caravan. <laughs> I'm not giving it up.
0: In an effort to widen their customer base, Kraft paid Lady Gaga to include Miracle Whip in the music video for the song Telephone in 2009.
1: well, that explains that.
0: Yes, we were watching it this morning.
1: Yeah, okay. I could have (laughs) predicted it if I had been watching the... (laughs) Where where was she using Miracle Whip in the video? Does she say Miracle Whip in the video? No,
0: no. The video is sort of like a uh, lady prison exploitation Mm -hmm. takeoff. Uh, And then at one point, she just sort of busts into this cafeteria set, and she's making sandwiches with Miracle Whip. It's very
1: strange. Is she using any other craft product that you could identify?
0: No, although I saw that there was Wonder Bread, but I think that's their own company. Wonder Bread? Yeah. I'm sure
1: that this really
0: diversified the demographic that uses Miracle Whip.
1: Zero people watched that video and were like... Yeah. That's what we're doing. That's for me. I'm going to jail and I'm
0: making a miracle
1: whip sandwich.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the sandwiches there weren't I don't think there were cheese or anything. They're just just miracle whip.
1: Just miracle whip. Mm. Mm. The real taste of miracle whip.
0: And my last fact was a lawsuit. My okay, a lawsuit was filed in 2016 when Kraft 100% grated parmesan cheese was found to contain 3.8% cellulose from wood pulp.
1: Oh my goodness! Well, how does what do you have more information on this?
0: Uh, somebody had it tested for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> and they discovered that it was only what ninety six point two percent.
1: Yeah, cheese. Even though, so there's there's wood. What it must have been from the factory or something. I think
0: that it's one of those things where they allow
1: you to have two to four percent
0: filler, and the fill- they
1: purposefully chose wood. Wood pulp.
0: Yes, but people sued anyway because the name was misleading.
1: Yeah, I see. I visualized it as being a, a giant like the same factory that does wood chipping was also used <laughs> <laughs> was also used for <laughs> cheese grating. They just Peanuts, fed Peanuts, tree nuts. They just fed. fed a giant brick of cheese into this chipper and it sprays. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. That's a <laughs> That does sound good. That's all I got. That's it. So that concludes our episode on the opening of the Epcot Center, which of course happened on October first, a magical day, nineteen eighty-two. Um, Do you remember what you
0: were doing on October first, nineteen eighty-two?
1: Well, that would put me at um, my eighth birthday. That's my eighth birthday, mm-hmm. which uh,
0: oh, I remember that birthday.
1: What? You're ten. Yeah. So what happened on your 10th birthday?
0: That's when my parents told me they were getting divorced. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even making that Are up. Are you for reals? Yes. What
1: uh, What happened? Wait, they told you they were getting divorced on your birthday? So, Happy birthday, Valerie. Oh, thank you. Here's, <laughs> we're leaving each other. Um, for reals?
0: Yeah. So it, when I was a kid, my dad was in the Navy. And for whatever reason, October 1st was the beginning and end of the annual cycle of as far as getting transferred and stuff. okay and um, so my parents when
1: is it too personal?
0: <laughs> no, it's fine it's it really is it's just like it's hard to explain. So basically we were set to move on that day right and that was the point at which my parents decided to break it to us.
1: They told basically told you that they were... Going to move to two different places. Yes. On your birthday. Yes. Your parents are great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, parents. They don't know what they're doing.
1: Happy birthday, Valerie. Did you have a cake? And then it was like on the cake, we're getting divorced. I
0: don't think I, I'm not sure if I had a cake that year, but like I said, because that October first was the the cycle date uh, yeah. we all we were always moving on my birthday. It yeah was, it was kind of a shitty birthday
1: to have. Yeah, that's weird. Uh Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. But let me try and answer it for me. I'm trying to think of like, what grade is eighth grade?
0: 1982, no, age eight. Eight.
1: Yeah, what grade is So that's probably
0: around third, fourth grade.
1: Third or fourth grade. I mean, I I was going to Catholic school then. So all my friends were Catholic school friends. And I remember like having a lot of front yard parties when I was around that age. And I feel like that might've been one. I remember a lot of front yard parties with sheet cake and kids running around in, because um, we lived in uh, California, in Alameda, right? I remember living in that, on that Versailles house.
0: Can we talk about Versailles? We'll get
1: into Versailles later. So in, okay, I'll just say it real quick. In the town that I grew up in, in Alameda, California, there's a street that's, that's basically Versailles, like the French word Versailles, but if you lived in that town, it was mispronounced as Versailles. So you can tell, like, if someone's from Alameda, they would immediately say Versailles or what, which way to Versailles. And end. if
0: you were an outsider, you said it Versailles.
1: Yes. That's how we, that's how we could tell who is in or out of the club. So anyway, on our, on that house in Versailles, um, we would do things like there would be a party in the front yard. We'd. Take over the neighbors' yards, and there was like because it was in the Indian summer, you know what I mean? Um, it would be hot in October, so it would usually be like sprinklers and kids running through them. That that's sounds the idyllic, yeah. That's the memory that I have of eight, eight year old uh Randall's wow. birthday. So while Epcot Center was opening, your parents are leaving each other, and I'm jumping through sprinklers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm glad one of us was having a good yeah. time
1: so um yeah so that's that's our episode
0: and thanks for listening everybody
1: thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you enjoyed the show please rate review and subscribe and of course you can follow us on social media at
0: hbwc podcast
1: on twitter or instagram or both
0: or you can email us at cares at gmail.com